it's time to fall in to some new anime because it's about to be like the fall season and that's a pun on fall get it ha 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 anyways hello welcome it's this is episode 19 19 19 of the seasonal anime checkup it's a podcast it's your favorite quarterly podcast it's where we talk about anime every four times a year every quarter a quarter is if it's four things split into fours. That's what they tell me. I'm Jared, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about some anime. So if you're if you're new here, hello, welcome. This is what we do. We talk about the previous season of anime, which will be summer. We look forward to the next season of anime, which will be fall, and then we just we just leave. We get out of here. We reconvene. I guess what would what when we reconvene like the new year next year, most likely maybe, either late this year or or next year. There you go. So uh, also apologies for like the audio because it might be a little weird because my shock mount broke and I'm just now holding my microphone. So there might be some weird audio things that happen throughout this episode. So just be forewarned about that. So let's talk about summer. 2018, in the animes, I I didn't really watch a lot of stuff, honestly. Uh, but the few things I did watch, I you know I pretty much enjoyed. So let's let's talk about them. I guess if we are going in alphabetical order as we usually do, let's talk first about uh, let's talk first about Hanebato, which was a I guess slightly controversial anime because there was people who were like, yeah, this this anime is real good, and there's other people like, oh, this is too much drama. I can't handle this. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I fell into the uh, the former category, saying it was a very good anime, and in the ways that like it kind of surprises you because you go in thinking like, oh, this is going to be it's an anime about badminton. You know, that's just it'll be the typical standard sports anime fair, and then like. Hanasaki turns heel like a few episodes in. You're like, what is going on? This is this is not what I was expecting. Um, I think overall it does some very interesting things in terms of looking at the way sports anime are presented because you usually don't get protagonists that basically are on the warpath to literally destroy everyone, destroy the person who pushed you into the sport, and basically just cause as much mayhem and chaos as you as you can with the skills that you have like most sports animes kind of follow like oh the protagonist is he's he or she is ready to go they're they're very gung-ho about said sport and you know they're going to come into some problems you know because of course that's the way these things go and you know maybe they're not the best at the sport you know maybe someone else on the team is better but they're going to try their best and do all that this basically shows that like Anasaki is is a prodigy. She is you know a, a kid genius at badminton, and she can, if she applies herself, she can literally just take out anyone that comes across her. And throughout the series, you know, we get the dynamic between the relationship between her and her mother, or her mother just completely abandons her after Hanasaki loses a match, and that basically is the tipping point for her, where she's like, you know, I'm done with the sport. Like, what good has it caused me to have, like, a mother that just abandons me because I lose a match? Like, what, why, why am I still here? 
you know, eventually she gets dragged back in. She's like ready to kind of push things, push all that aside. Be like, all right, let me try. Let's start new as a team. And then here comes all these people from her past who are just like, well, about that. What if we just try and wreck as much havoc in your life as possible? And that basically breaks her mentally and causes her to effectively turn heel and go on the warpath against everyone. I think the uh, the way the the series wraps up with the the match between Hasaki and Nagisa was fantastic. At least the match itself, because you know the previous match they had, the, it was Hanasaki just completely just destroying her. I believe it was like she didn't like Nagisa didn't even get a point in. And with this, it's like this is a very very close, evenly paced match. You know, it goes to three sets. It goes basically down to the final point in the third set. And, you know, there's probably people who are going to be like, well, how did Nagisa get so much better over the course of, you know, between that first match and now? And it's like, you know, what better opponent to have for Hanasaki than someone who is able to watch and study her literally every day at practice, get to know her quirks, get to know the, her style of play, and be able to strategize for that? Because, you know, Hanasaki comes into this and is like, well, I'm just going to destroy her. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm going to destroy her. And she is not adequately prepared for the game plan that Nagisa brings to the table. And that leads to her dropping the first set. And then eventually coming back and, you know, winning the second set. And then they get very evenly matched in the third set where both they're both just basically drained. Hanazaki basically has to come up with new strategies on the fly, which she's usually not doing because usually like I am the very defensive minded player you know I'm gonna make you come into my game and play my style and that's gonna drain you all the while I'm going to completely dominate and in this match she's not she's not able to really do that she has to you know do some really crazy techniques that no one else has seen she has to use her ambidextry or using both of her hands to try and throw off Nagisa here and there and, you know, it's, it's uncharted territories for Hanasaki in a way that she hasn't really been had to deal with in her career up until this point, especially lately. And, you know, it's a good it's a good match for her because she's able to to deal with a lot of adversity in a way that she hasn't in a while. And also, you know, she can start molding her own style of badminton in a way that you know it's divorced from her mom's style it's divorced from basically the team style this is hers this is hers alone and with that she can take her defensive minded play style and make it even more dangerous to where like oh i can throw in some offensive more offense into into this play style uh throw people off guard if i'm able to switch hands whenever and it makes her a better player coming out of this. And you can, you could tell throughout that match where you see, you know, going in, she's like, she has no respect for Nagisa. She's like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to crush you. You know, hopefully your knees able to, to hang on and not just get torn to shreds by what I'm going to do to you. And the way Nagisa comes out and, and basically is able to effectively use her game plan to mess up, Hanasaki, you get to see over the course of the match, Hanasaki's respect for Nagisa grow in a way that I don't think she was even expecting. 
and you know having her lose at the end makes a lot of sense because you know if you have her win it just it basically just keeps her going as you know the dominant all conquering player and and with and with a loss you know there's the old sport saying that you know you learn more in a loss than you do in a win and i think that is definitely adamant here where she would definitely be able to take aspects from this loss put them into her game and make her grow even better as a player. I, I don't really like the way they kind of try and wrap up the storyline with her and her mom at the end here where Hanasaki basically is the adult, I guess, in the situation and is like, look, you sucked. And that was real bad. But, you know, whatever. I guess I can forgive you. I can be the better person here and let bygones be bygones. Like... I don't think that really works with the way they've portrayed those characters up until that point. Like, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, and I know this is hard for people that are in those types of relationships, whether it's, you know, romantic or family or just friendship, like, you can cut all ties with that person. There is, even if they're family, like, cutting all ties with that person, if that is what's going to help you mentally or physically in terms of your well-being like do that there's nothing saying hey you have to stay with this person despite you know if if it's your mom or something like if your mom's a terrible person to you and does not care about you like don't have anything to do with them just don't and i wish that was kind of the aspect that that happened here but i kind of understand why they would go with more of a you know happy ending but it's not what i was exactly hoping for but I think other than that, like, Hanabato is definitely a top-tier anime of the year so far, and was surprisingly so. I, was, I wasn't going into this thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great and everything, but it really, it really pulled it off over the course of the season. Uh, whoa, hitting the mic cord. Uh, also, I watched uh, High, School, High Score Girl, if I can learn how to speak English. Uh, which is technically not out yet here. It is going to come out in a few months, I think, on Netflix. But you can watch it via fan subs, which aren't which aren't great. So maybe you should wait. Uh, I think it does a good job of uh, recreating the uh, the manga, which is good, and also just the way that they're able to to put all of the classic games that you know are representative of that time period of like the early ninety, early to mid nineties is definitely something that helps that show a lot because you know it's a licensing nightmare probably for that show just to be able to to pull in games from you know like capcom snk uh Nam- bandai namco sega even just showing like consoles like the the famicom super famicom the the pc engine the sega saturn the playstation like all that sort of stuff is just a logistical nightmare but they are able to pull it off and i think they do a good job of also showing like the or at least telling the story from the manga in a pretty you know decent way of of recreating it like it is for the most part it's pretty much like this is the same story i think there's a few parts that are a bit missing obviously because you know they're going to cut some stuff for a tv anime uh also they are going to do like some i think three ova episodes next year which will wrap up the series so Maybe some of the things that are missing that I was kind of hoping for to happen in the series will pop up there, especially because, you know, they were later on in the in the manga. So hopefully they'll show up. But 
I would definitely say this is a show you should probably check out for when it comes to Netflix. Just don't, maybe not watch the fan subs right now because they are kind of trashy. So there is that. Uh, and then also I watched uh, the third season, or I guess the latter half of the, th- the latter half of the third season of My Hero Academia. I guess that would be right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember when, <laughs> when the uh, the season split. So that's kind of a bummer, but. Uh, you know, the, I thought the licensing exam part was really interesting in a way that kind of showed like, oh, here's all these other characters that we can bring in of like, here's, uh, you know, students from other schools that are also here to get their, their license to become actual heroes and all that. And the way they, uh, they pull that off is, is very interesting and fun. And just, you get some more characterization for a bunch of characters that you might not expect. Like Bakugo gets a a decent amount of characterization this 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 portion of the season as well in a way that he kind of hasn't really had throughout the the first two seasons um and you know it's it's hard to kind of like just keep saying like oh my hero academia is still real good because you know it, it is but at the same time like you know there's they're doing a lot of good with their characterization with the way they are presenting the story the way they're building up towards you know the the fourth season which will be coming sometime in the near future maybe they maybe they do take a little bit of a break probably to make sure they don't catch up with the manga which that would probably be a, a good idea but you know they are presenting some some teases in the last couple of episodes of season three where to build up to season four so like that that stuff seems real interesting but yeah you know it's it is the same tired retreading of My Hero Academia is good, and it is. So, like, I think that's, I mean, that's not a bad thing, because, you know, if it was a bad thing, it would be like, well, you know, this season wasn't as good. You know, you're starting to see the, the wheels fall off. Maybe the animation's starting to get poor, but, you know, it's still very consistent throughout. The storytelling's still very good. The characters are still very good. So, you know having to say the same thing over and over again is not a bad thing it's it's a good thing so so yeah uh outside of that that was pretty much it for in terms of summer stuff that i watched so let's uh let's dive into fall and uh talk about that most of the stuff is basically not out yet at the time of this recording there's a few stuff that is and i'll be able to kind of talk about that i think but for the most part this is still we're still pretty early on in you know, things coming out, so let's uh, dive into that. Fall season 2018. Let's, tar- let's start off with Ake Nasasu Shoujo from Dandelion. A group of girls living in a small city gather to enact a ritual. Ritual. They are the Crystal Radio Research Society. The sweet and cheery Asuka Tsuchimiya brought this group together with her friends from school. The ritual was merely an urban legend, but events coalesce, coalesce and what started as as play becomes much more. Anima Yell from Dogakobo. The story follows Kohane Hatoya, a first-year high school student who is a bit clumsy and scared of heights, but who also has a very bubbly and outgoing personality. Kohane decides to join the cheerleading club to try and make friends and overcome her weaknesses. Baku Matsu from Studio Dean. In the original game story, the heroine is in Kyoto for sightseeing when she receives a mysterious pocket watch from a man. The heroine wears the watch and passes through a shrine's tore gate, and she is transported to another Bakumatsu era 150 years ago during the final years of the Edo period. 
The heroine must try and find a way back home into the present. I can't tell if that's like just super otome or if it's just like this is fantasy. So Bakutsuri Bar Hunter from Toei Animation. The anime will center on the elementary school student Tota, who loves to fish. One day, a bar soul named Potapon appears from the barcode of Tota's bag of potato chips. <laughs> Together, Tota and Potapon use a special Bakasuri bar rod item to fish for other bar souls. Beelzebub Jo no Okenemes Mama from Leiden Films. Marines land lands his uh, let's try this. let's try this again. Marine lands his dream job with the Demon King he's always held in awe, but when it's when his tenure begins, it turns out the Demon King isn't quite what he expected. Don't you just hate when that happens? Conception from Gonzo. This is the anime based off of the video game Conception. So if you know what that is, yeah. Dakarate Otoko Ichi-ini Odo Sarate Imas from Cloverworks. Takado Saijo has reigned as the most as the idol industry's most huggable for five years. That is until freshman actor Junta Azumaya. Takato was always considered brusque. Brusque. While Azumaya's smile is winning over admirers by comparison. The whole fiasco drives Takato to overindulge in alcohol and his actions catch the attention of the last person he wants to see. To his surprise, Azumaya uses new info to blackmail Takato for physical affection. Double-decker Doug and Kirill from Sunrise. The city-state of Lisvaleta. Two suns rise above the city, and the people here live peaceful lives. But in the shadows, crime and illegal drugs run rampant. Among them is the dangerous, highly lethal drug Anthem, which casts a dark shadow over the city. The 7-0 Special Crime Investigation Unit specializes in cracking down on Anthem. The unit operates in two-man buddy teams in what's called the double-decker system to tackle the problem. <laughs> that was a bad way to end that sentence for me. Doug Billingham is a seasoned investigator, and joining him is Kirill Vrubel, whose abilities are mysterious and unknown. Fairy Tale from A1 Pictures is the final season of Fairy Tale. <laughs> Gaikatsu Shotenin Hondasan from DLE. The comedy manga story centers on a skeleton named Honda who works in the bookstore. Hilarity ensues daily in his work at the shop's manga counter. Gakoin Basada from Brains Base. The school battle comedy parody reimagines the Warring States era warriors of Capcom's action game franchise as rival students in a modern high school. Date Masamune and Sanada Yukimura battle to replace Toyotomi Hideyoshi as the next student council president. So I believe this is based off of the Sangoku Basara games, but yeah, as they say, it's just they put it in the school instead. Goblin Slayer from White Fox. A young priestess has formed her first adventuring party, but almost immediately they find themselves in distress. It's the Goblin Slayer who comes to their rescue, a man who's dedicated his life to the extermination of all goblins by any means necessary. And when rumors of his feats begin to circulate, there's no telling who might come calling next. Golden Kamui 2 from Geno Studio is the second season of that. Gurazeni 2 from Studio Dean is the second season of that. Uh, Ace Attorney Season 2 is the second season of that from Cloverworks, which this is uh, the third game they're, they are adapting. 
Hangyaku Say Million Arthur from JC Staff. It is based on Square Enix massive multiplayer online role playing game. Which I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, Hinomaru Zumo from Gonzo. It is a divine ritual, a martial art, a combat sport. It's sumo! A small new student, Ushio Hinomaru, appears before the weak little sumo club of Oda. Odachi High School. The words big and heavy are the rules to the sport, which does not fit this newbie any inch. But this guy goes and does what? Ushio and the small sumo clubs climbs its way to the top. The goal is Hinashita Kaisan, a title for the highest rank in personal sumo, equivalent of Yokozuna. A fired up high school sumo tale. No retakes allowed. Hora Mimi ga Miyatero yo. The cute story of the daily life between a guy and his catboy roommate. Huli Zisheng from Yumeta Company. A poor but talented high school boy named Huli, whose name pronounced very similarly to the term for fox in Chinese. So Hui? Huli? I don't know how to speak Chinese or pronounce it that good, so apologies. He is a ghost singer-songwriter for the popular and narcissistic boy idol Kong Kei, pronounced very similarly to the peacock in Chinese who is very handsome but can barely sing, who always wears a, a fox mask to hide his large facial scar caused by a traffic accident. He also uses a screen name, Mr. Fox, to publish his music online. Inazuma 11, Orion no Kokion. The new series will center on a team made up of successful gener successive generations of Inazuma 11 characters. The Inazuma Japan Boys representative team will face teams from around the world. Ingress from Craftar. Since he was little, Makoto had a strong, a strange power which enabled him to read the memories of objects he touched. Hiding his uncontrollable power, he works as a special agent in the police force. One day, while investigating an explosion in a laboratory that researches an unknown substance called XM, he sees a mysterious memory. The memory was from Sarah's ring, who was the sole survivor of the accident. It was, it was a sight of a person being swallowed into a red light and disappearing. Makoto becomes embroiled in a massive conspiracy. 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 <laughs> The battle for XM, a material that could affect human minds, starts now. Irozuku Sekai no Ashita Kara from PA Works. And Nagasaki, a descendant of mages, a 17-year-old or 17-year-old Hitome lost her sense of color at a young age and grew a blacking emotion. Her grandmother, Kohaku, a great mage since Hitome to the past, to the year 2018. That's this year. There she spends time with a 17-year-old Kohaku and friends from club activities. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind? Golden Wind. It's the fifth season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure from David Production, which I won't be able to see until, like, what, next year if they dub it? Because <laughs> I'm still working my way through, like, the English dub of JoJo? Karakare Circus from Studio Voln. The protagonist, Masaru, has just inherited a big fortune after the death of his, death of his father. However, people are trying to get their hands on it by any means necessary, even if it means killing him. Nanami helped Masaru to avoid being kidnapped after fighting some weird guys. He found out that they're not humans, but wooden puppets with amazing strength. After a hard fight, Nanami was forced to admit that he has no opponent for them, and just when he started to think that Masaru would be captured, Shiragane, Masaru's watcher, arrives from France with a weapon, with a weapon the puppet Arlequin. Kazegasu Yoku Fuiteru from Production IG. The, story, the series is centered on the Tokyo Hakone round-trip college Ekiden Race, or Hakate, Hakone Ekiden, one of the biggest university marathon relay races in Japan. 
The race is held every year on January 2nd to the 3rd and goes between Tokyo and Hakone and back for a total of nearly 217.9 kilometers or around 135.4 miles. That sounds terrible. Who would want to run that much? <laughs> Ken in Ken Aoki Kagayaki from Studio Dean is an adaptation of the Jonyon sword role-playing game franchise. Kira Kira Happy Hiraki Kokotama. The new series will focus on a new protagonist named Haraka Hoshinogawa and a Kokotama godborn from her precious ribbon. Gotta change my hand holding this microphone because the other one's starting to hurt. Let's make sure I didn't make some weird noises. It seems alright. Kishiku Gako no Juliette from Leiden Films. Grigio Academy Boarding School. The students attend this school come from two countries and reside in their own dormitories. Inazuka and Persia are leaders of rival dorms, but in secret they love each other. Now they have to keep their relationship a secret from their dormmates, or else bad things will happen to them. Merk Story uh, Mukuryuko no Shonen to Bin no Naka no Shoujo from Encourage Films. The fantasy strategy role playing game is set in a world where humans and monsters coexist. In the main story, a boy apprentice. Yujitsushi, with the power to heal those who clash, embarks on a journey to restore the memories of his friend Merc, a girl trapped in a bottle. Orego. Let's try it again. Oregasuki Nanowa Imoto Dakedo Imoto Janai from Naz. The awkward sibling romantic comedy series centers around the younger sister Suzuka Nagami and the older brother Yu Nagami. Suzuka is a beautiful third-year middle school student who has excellent grades and is the student council president. She wrote a novel about a little sister who, do, who dotes on her older brother, and the novel wins a, light, uh, wins a light novel award. After they discuss the matter, Yu is the one who debuts as a proxy light novel author instead of Suzuka under the pen name Chiak, Chikai Towano. Radiant from Lursh. The story follows Seth, a boy who seeks to become a great magician and a group of witches who seek to travel to the Radiant. Radiant is a mythical land that spawns monsters called Nemesis, which fall to the world from the sky. While traveling, they are also hunted by the Inquisition. So the interesting thing about this show is that like it's done by a French manga artist, and it's like the first French manga to ever be like brought over to Japan and translated and stuff like that. So like that's some interesting factoids. Release the spice from Le Deuce. The anime begins with a lone high school girl named Momo. Attending a high school to the in the city of Sorosaki. Unbeknownst to everyone, Momo is an agent who works for the private intelligence agency Sukikage that protects the city and its people. Under the tutelage of her senior Yuki and her other friends, they keep the peace in the city. The story will eventually focus on six high school girls. Rewrited Koko Koe no Dereda from Geek Toys, at least like The Time Leap for Derrida or something like that. He's leaping through time. The year is 2050. A young engineer named Derrida Ivan became famous thanks to his contribution to the development of the autonomous machine DZ at Rebuild, the manufacturing company founded by his father. One day, Derrida and his, and his colleague Nathan discover a flaw in the DZs and try to warn their bosses, their boss, but are ignored. Although Derrida and Nathan are aware of the danger, they reluctantly decide to put off taking any measures and instead go to Nathan's daughter Maje's birthday party. The next day, after enjoying a peaceful day, Derrida and Nathan are suddenly attacked by unknown forces. Not really unknown forces. At the end of the escape, Derrida falls into a cold sleep machine, and ten years later, he wakes up to a devastated world in the middle of 
of a war. While Derrida is attacked by a group of out-of-control DZs, he almost gives up, but he recalls Nathan's last words, Take care of Maje. Despite the harsh fate that has fallen upon him, Derrida sets off to seek Maje. Beyond the time we reunite, this is a story of a journey for hope. So, like, the first four episodes are, of these are out on Crunchyroll, so if you want to watch them, they are they are out there. Um, you know, it's, it's your typical sci-fi type story. Uh, they have hints that there's going to be some sort of time travel in there, but, like, it hasn't been necessarily concrete in the first four episodes. Like, I think in the first episode, they talk about Derrida coming up with, like, this theory for time leaping, and he keeps, like, seeing this child version of Maje that isn't necessarily her that keeps, like, kind of popping through time and trying to communicate with him. So like, there's definitely stuff like, Oh, there's going to be, you know, something's going to happen, but they haven't necessarily got there in the first four episodes. So, you know, it seems interesting from, from, from those first four episodes. So I think the only bad thing is that, you know, with the first four episodes being out, that it's like, it's going to be like a month before you'll see the next episode. So that's kind of a bummer, but you know, it is what it is. Seishan Buta Yaro wa Bunny Girl Senpai no Yume wo Minai from Cloverworks. There is a rumor about a mysterious phenomenon called puberty syndrome. For example, Sakata Azasagawa, who is a high school student, who suddenly sees a bunny girl appear in front of him. The girl is actually a, the girl is actually a girl named Mai Sakurajima, who is Sakata's upperclassman, who is also a famous actress who has gone on hiatus from the entertainment industry. For some reason, the people around Mai cannot see her bunny girl figure. Sakata sets out to solve the, this mystery, and he also, and as he spends time with Mai, he learns her secret feelings. Other heroines who have puberty syndrome start to appear in front of Sakata. Senran Kagura Shinobi Master Tokyo Yoma Hin from TNK is the second season of the Senran Kagura anime. Sorato Ume no Aida from TMS Entertainment. The story is set in Onomichi, Hiroshima, in the year 20XX. So basically, it's where Yakuza 6 takes place. Fish disappear from the sea around the world and only whales live in the ocean. The Ministry of Fishery decides to set up, giant, set up giant experimental universal fish tanks in space. The Onomichi Universe Fishery Union is established and begins to train space fishermen. Female fishermen are in demand due to, a, due to the strengthening of an equal employment law for men and women. Six new female space fishermen are selected and the story centers on something because I lost it. They're su on supporting their growth. There you go. Sokoto no Ken Regenesis 2 from Polygon Pictures. It's the second season of Sokoto no Ken Regenesis, which is Fist of the North Star, right? Like the Fist of the North Star, like, side story or reboot or whatever. It's something like that. S or SSSS Gridman from Trigger. Yuta Hibiki awakens with amnesia and the ability to see things that others cannot. He first encounters a grid man in a reflection of his friend Rika Takarada's computer and it tells him to remember his calling, but Yuta doesn't understand what this means. Later in the distance, he sees an extremely large monster, but it doesn't move. It's only when Yuta gets to school that the two sightings make sense. A monster attacks and the hero Yuta saw in the computer screen pulls him in within the computer and transforms Yuta into a giant hero named Gridman. So that seems like kind of Sentai, kind of Mecha, that sort of stuff. Sword Art Online Alicization from A1 Pictures is the third season of Sword Art Online. Tensai Shitara Slime Datakin from 8-Bit. This is like, I'm reincarnated as a slime or whatever the English title is. 
Lonely 37-year-old Satoru Mikami is stuck in a dead-end job, unhappy with his mundane life, but after dying at the hands of a robber, he awakens to a fresh start in the fantasy realm as a slime monster. As he, as he acclimates to his goopy new ex existence, his exploits with the, with the other monsters set off a chain of events that will change his new world forever. Thunderbolt Fantasy 2 is the second season of Thunderbolt Fantasy. Toro Majisu no Index 3 from JC Staff is the second season of a certain magical index. I want to say that's the title of the English. Tokyo Ghoul Re 2 from Studio Pedro is the second season of Tokyo Ghoul Re. Tonari no Kiyoketsuki-san from Studio Gukumi. Due to a strange incident, Akari is rescued by a vampire girl named Sophie Twilight, and Akari becomes interested in her. I can't speak anymore. Surune Kazumai Koko Kyodubu from Kyoto Animation. Minato played Japanese archery in middle school, but after a certain incident, he ran away from the sport. In high school, Minato needs new friends, and together as part of their school's archery club, they aim to win the prefectural tournament. Uchi no Made Ga Uzasugiru from Dogakobo. The manga centers on Misha, a little girl who lost her mother at an early age and now lives with her father. Her father employs a maid named Tsubame, who is a former self-defense force official and is also a lolicon. Ulysses Jean d'Arc to To Rencon no Kishi from Axis. <laughs> the novel series takes place in 15th century France during the Hundred Years' War with England. Montmorency, the son of a noble, immerses himself in the study of magic and al alchemy in a school for knights. However, Fran after France's defeat at Agincourt, the school is disbanded and Montmorency is forced to, f to flee. While on the run, he meets a miraculous village girl named Jean. Yagate Kimi Ninaru from Troika. Yu has always loved shoujo manga, and in a waste today she gets a love confession that sends her heart aflutter with bubbles and blushes, and yet when a junior high classmate confesses his feelings to her, she feels nothing. Disappointed and confused, Yu enters high school, still unsure how to respond. That's when Yu sees the beautiful student council president, Nana, Nanami, turn down a suitor with such maturity that she's inspired to ask for her help. But when the next person to confess to Yu is Nanami herself, has her shoujo romance finally begun? And finally, Zombieland Saga. Ugh, try it again. Zombieland Saga from Mappa. There's no description, so it's just you know, who knows. Uh, there are some leftovers from last season. We have Ane no Sekiro Kusurewa Nai Two, Baki Banana Fish, Shukan Kanryoko Tonegawa, Holiday Love Fufuken Renai, Attack on Titan Three, and Jali Heljalan. Here's some TV shorts. We have Aigen Kaiju, Devadol, Hashiri Suzukete Yokotate, Himoto House, Hoshi no Shima no Nyanko, Jingai-san no Yomei, Okoshiyasu Chitose-chan, Otona no Bogia-san, Pingu in the City 2! Shudengun Capsule Hotel de Joshi ni Binatsu Utararo Yoreu, Sonotoki Kanajawa, the Idol Master Side M Wake Ate Mini, or Mini, that's probably that, <laughs> and Uchu Senkan Tiramisu 2. And then there's some movies, like there's a Dragon Ball Super movie about Broly, because why, let's bring back like the, the dumbest villain from all of Dragon Ball Z. There's a Godzilla film, there's a couple of K7 Stories films. Uh, there's a Mobile Suit Gundam film called NT. It's the sequel to Unicorn, which sounds pretty interesting. 
And then there's some other stuff. And then and there's some OVAs. Like there's an Asobi Asobase OVA, a Koita Uso OVA, a ReZero OVA, a Saint Seiya OVA, a uh, that one show OVA. <laughs> I forget. What's the, uh, the English of it? I forget. It's uh, with the Japanese. It's Tatsuriki no Tenshi. It's the one based off the game. That's all I remember. Uh, there's a Steins Gate Zero bonus episode coming at some point. And then there's like a Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> OVA coming, which is, sounds completely wild. Like, what is going on? Uh, I don't know if we can even look at what's coming out in 2019 because I don't think this is like... This is set up for that yet. <laughs> So I don't really know. Let's let's see if we can find a different side. Sorry, Anna Chart. Nothing like live Googling on a podcast. Definitely have never done this before. Never, ever, ever. All right, let's try this. 2019. Let's see if there's anything out here that... Oh, yeah, Mob Psycho 2. Or Mob Psycho 102. The second season of that. That'll be... Definitely something they'll watch out for. Uh, Kageyasama wa Kokuratsete. Uh, I've read the the manga a bit of that, and that seems that could be fun as a as an anime. Um, we'll see if there's anything else. Anything else? Nothing showing right there. So. So yeah, obviously not everything's been announced, so that is definitely a, a reason for that. But yeah, some things to look forward to in the uh, the upcoming the upcoming new year. But uh, that's gonna wrap this episode up, the nineteenth episode of Season Anime Checkup. So uh, we have talked about summer, we looked at fall. You know, anime is still gonna happen. Can't stop it. It won't stop. So uh, we will reconvene at some point within the next couple of months either the end of the year or the beginning of next year. So it will be around, you know, the winter time, obviously. So that'll be when we discuss the fall series that I watched and then look ahead to winter with a, a better full slate of shows that are, that are happening there to talk about. So yeah, uh, look forward to all that. Um, but let's, let's plug some stuff before we uh, wrap up. Uh, hey, if you like this, uh, you like this podcast, check out some of the other podcasts on seasonalamycheckup.com or sac.cool, like the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a weekly podcast about conversations with video games, anime, and manga. And you can also check out Jared and Al Watch, which is a, uh, another weekly podcast where me and my co-host and Lady, we watch a, a series of anime week by week, and we talk about an episode a week. That's how we do things. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Uh, if you want more on Twitter, check us out at, at, at Anime Checkup on Twitter. That's where we do Twitter stuff. And, yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, so, yeah, 20 episodes will be the next time we, we talk to you. Episode 20, that's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. That's like five years. Good Lord. So, yeah. Next time we talk, it'll be cold. 